9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself, where we welcome to the show none other than Mike Patterson. That's right. This is his seventh appearance on the Go Plug Yourself podcast, his first time returning to the show in four years, and it's to plug his upcoming show, Mike Patterson Live from Hell, happening Wednesday, October 19th at 8 p.m. from Studio TD in downtown Montreal. He will be performing live from hell. That's right. Uh, Mike joins us, and obviously we talk about the show. We talk about how he was featured prominently as Big Beard in the film Prey. Uh, we talk about raising kids and kids pooping in public. It, it, we talk about a bunch of things, guys. It's it's a show with Mike Patterson. You know it's going to go off the rails, and it does so almost immediately. Um, thanks, as always, to Chris Vendito. Well, not as always, but thanks on this episode to Chris Vendito for stepping out as co-host. And uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and make sure to head down to Studio TD. Wednesday, October 19th at 8 p.m. You can get your tickets to Mike Patterson Live from Hell on Ticketmaster right now. Sit back, relax, and go plug yourself. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start recording. Chris has to bounce at 8:35. I can finish it off without him, but we're gonna restart it. Great. Um, so Chris and I have often uh, wanted, we've dreamed of having a like a sports radio show, and now this is our first try into breakfast radio. Breakfast? Yes. <laughs> well, I had breakfast like an hour and a half ago. I have I have small children, so I've been up since six. <laughs> This is morning radio with Mike Patterson yep. here on a 104, the drive. Um, <laughs> the drive with a Y. The drive, D-R-Y-V. Exactly. Let's go to Mike with traffic. Mike, how's it looking? The helicopter is doing great. <laughs> I don't know, the old uh, the, the WKRP, when he would just pretend to be in a helicopter, he would just yeah. hit his chest. Uh, yeah. Less, less Nestron, baby. He's the greatest. He literally was the best. He always had a lot of band aids on because he kept hurting himself. Yeah. And what was so they they at one point in the show got a traffic plane, right? Like, like I think that that was the how how else did he end up throwing the turkeys? Was it was a helicopter. You wouldn't get a plane. No, but yeah. someone someone in Montreal. Okay, so now I'm confu- I'm confusing reality with stuff. There was a Montreal radio station that had a traffic plane. And they did. How could you have a traffic plane? You still, you like, like flying. Yeah, you just like you fly by, and you. I, I'm. I'm very it's sure. Twenty there an hour. They gave twenty there an hour a traffic plane. Jesus. They, <laughs> don't give that guy anything. They gave someone a plane, and I'm like, I don't know. If give him is... a traffic drone. Tony Marinero driving his traffic drone. Sponsored by <laughs> Butchies in LaSalle. Yes, this is gonna take it to Mamesos. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and the, the traffic drone has picked up a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> No, so the the story was, um, he the, the Arthur Carlson, the owner of the station, took um, he rented a helicopter mm-hmm. and he decided to uh, give away free turkeys, and the turkeys were not um, prepared, but he just threw turkeys out of a helicopter, yeah. and then uh, it was they were just like calling it, and uh, like Les Desmond was on a roof watching. And then he's like, and it was like that whole like the Hindenburg crash 
the oh the humanity oh the humanity and then arthur carlson comes back and they're like what were you thinking he's like honestly i thought turkeys could fly nice and that was the end of the whole it used to be a lot better television you know i think i mean this is not the first probably or nor the last time on this podcast that we bring up wkrp in cincinnati oh my god i'm obsessed with it's such it's a great show it's like i I remember what it was because it was on when i was a kid it was on cbc at like 4 or 4 30 and my parents Mm -hmm. didn't have cable so i had no like i had after school television was whatever sitcoms the cbc or ctv decided to play in the afternoon absolutely that's what i grew grew up on like taxi and wkrp taxi I, i also like over the years, when you do comedy, and Mike knows this, you go to these silly radio spots. Mm-hmm. And as a younger comic, all the radio spots I've ever had were like, this is like WKRP in Cincinnati. This is the same, <laughs> this is the same thing. Uh, this is what I, I'm living the life now. Like, you listen to these places, and you're like, wow, it sounds so cool. Yeah. Wow, it sounds amazing. And you go, and it's WKRP. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they, have like a, they have a coffee maker that doesn't work, and it's just yeah. like spinning coffee everywhere. It's like an o- uh, open concept uh, office in one tiny little room with mics in it. And you're like, that's a radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, our promo, that's our promo recording room. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how have you been, Mike? It's been a while. I don't think it's it's been a, been a minute. I know. I haven't seen you in forever. I've been uh, I've been good. You know, I'm still around. I'm the still Predator didn't stuff. get you? The Predator got me in the in the movie but didn't get me. Oh, actually, spoiler alert. Who Shit. knows if they haven't seen the movie. They haven't seen Prey. I might have, I might have faced. Yes, I might have won. You never know. Like, only Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny Glover have survived uh, predator attack. So maybe Mike Patterson also wins. Yeah. Mike, are you, are you the Sean Bean of Canadian actors? You just Sean always, Bean? Always die in all your roles? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I am going to do another role where I'm playing. Well, I'm like back. I'm like Sean Bean is like from like Middle Earth or like a time before time. And I'm always in like Civil War. <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, sure, sure. Les, Les, Les Patriots. You know, yeah, like yeah. My new, the new movie I'm doing is I'm playing a British um, lieutenant who is like killing a lot of French people. And uh, it's just like a jerk. Like, can I say asshole on yeah, this course, podcast? Sure. So I always play like an old timey asshole. Like that has to be killed. Like I have to be put down. There's something wrong with me. And it's just basically... Uh, it's syphilis acting. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that, that's your typecast is old timey asshole. Like Mike, Mike. Well, yeah, well, this is my new thing. <laughs> well, they were going to go with action, like, go with action star, but no, Mike, yeah. oh, thanks. But, but Mike, it's not like I do a lot of action. I just yeah. do a lot of bad stuff that people are like, "Ooh, somebody's got to kill that guy. They better kill that guy fast if you want the movie to continue." So, so, and that's and obviously though, all of these playing old timey assholes dying in films leads, of course, to you being in hell. Yes, oh, of course, my new show. Yeah. How <laughs> else did you get well, to hell? <laughs> well, my new show is about how I just went through hell by being locked in with my family for two no, years. No, that sounds terrible. So, yeah, yeah, it was quite great, but at the same time, it was hell. Uh, it was uh, not an easy time, but it was also very easy because I live in a giant house in the West Island. Mm. So that was a little wow. bit better, but wow. at the same time, wow, my huge brag! I live in a giant house. Huge brag! Oh, you, you, you wouldn't even know. A couple of weeks ago, Mike went up to this open micer, never even seen, seen him do comedy before, and Mike's like, "What do you live in? An apartment in Verdun? I've got a mansion in the West Island. How about that?" And I was like, "Geez, Mike, the kid's trying jokes for the first time." There's a guy who asked me to do his show. I'm not going to mention his name. 
Uh, but he was like, hey, come do my show. I was like, what does it pay? He's like, 50 bucks. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do your show. And then he goes, um, okay, tell some more people at your level about my show and maybe ask them if they'd want to do that. My response to that was, there is nobody at my level. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was really funny. But like, he just sent me up that huge, like, that text, that uh, direct message lob. <laughs> It was great. Tell other people at your level. There's no one at my level. Um, but that would that would be what a macho man heel would say. Generation, generational talent, brother. I'm a generational gener- talent. I'm a generational talent. <laughs> like in my generation is yeah, like but, the but 90s. Like at least you've done stuff to earn that moniker. Uh, yes. You know, you, 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 there's, there's plenty of people out there that will pretend that they are at a level that nobody else is at. And have not done what you've achieved in your life. So, that, But for the first, like, eight years of my comedy, I did, I was one of those people. Yeah, you have to be, though, almost. It's, yeah, it's, I was just telling, I'm like, tell everybody I'm the most electrifying entertainer of my generation. They're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, just uh, say I it. Am. I think I am. I think I am. I would just grab their hand and write in Sharpie. I'm like, say this. And they'd be like, he just wrote on my hand. But that that's really, um, like, that, that's kind of, that's wrestling also, right? Like, it's comedy, but it's also wrestling. Where if you, do, if you don't show up and you don't think you're going to be the biggest, right. you're, you're, you're a jobber. Like, well, also, like, real life is really hard for me. But, like, when I'm on stage, I'm completely fine. Like, talking to people in, like, real life, I'm like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what I'm doing. What is this? Uh, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you get me in front of, like, an audience or a wrestling audience, I'm fine with that, too. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess this, how does that translate to being a dad? Like, is, is are the kids just a tiny audience? Like, No, well, I like repetition a lot because I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, and I get to do, like, a lot of, like, playing. Like, I'm, like, right now I'm Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles all the time. Okay. So, yeah, all I do is just act. I'm like, oh, no, now you have French, Dad. Bonjour, je pense à ma français. And my, da- my daughter's like, no, don't speak in French. I'm like, if I can see papa en français, papa en français. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. You know, like, I do a lot of that. Bring, bring in language politics in early. Absolutely. And, <laughs> right away, and he lives in the West Island. He's, in a mansion. He's, totally he's the, the English elite. <laughs> it's a... Historic Anglo. I tell people all the time I'm one of those historic Anglos. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. And uh, it, it's great. And I do have four bathrooms, which is great. <laughs> and only one of them is clogged right now. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I do eat a lot of fiber. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 awesome. Um, the other thing, I was about to say something about, like, uh, being a dad. But who knows? I, I literally just play. Oh, I love balls. Oh, shit. Um, so my daughter will tell people that my dad loves balls. If my dad sees balls, <laughs> let's out. let's let's cut that out as a as a breakout for like uh, social media. You know, we'll just it's not hype the podcast. It's Mike Patterson just screaming, "I love balls, balls, I love balls!" If you see a ball, like I have so many balls, come over to my house. Uh, the other thing is, this is from, directly from my stand-up, but I did, after Prey, after the Predator movie, I bought a minivan, mm-hmm. and I call it my Predator van. Nice. So, and I go, like, what'd you- hey, who wants to go for a ride in my Predator van? There's a big bag of Skittles in there! Um, <laughs> and then the parents of the school closed the door to the van. Exactly. 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 So Big Beard wants you in his Predator van. <laughs> Come into my Predator van. <laughs> 
Especially if he shows up with like the Burger King outfit, with like you know, right, Mike? You know, the dress. Absolutely. Oh my I love God. the little dress shirt. I love dressing like that. What a look! Although I went to Germany and I bought some German high fashion items in like the a German the Bay or something. Mm-hmm. It was called like you know Adolf and and Wolfsteins. I don't know who the, I was at somewhere, and I bought some German shirts. And they're quite nice. And they're like German Burger King managers. So now I'm a little bit more fancy and German. There you go. What's, what's, so. what's king in German? Kreiner. Kreiner. And yeah. And burger? <laughs> it's burger. Kreiner. Kreiner. Burger. I don't know what manager is. Oh, shit. Kreiner Burger. I don't know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> to be like Monica. I want to do the Burger King commercials in German. Exactly. <laughs> I need a script. Although we do, we do go do shows in Switzerland in French, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just wild. Like the 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 Swiss are just like like because they just imagine that I am all of Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like this guy's from Canada, and then this big beard Burger King manager comes out, just like asking them because nobody asks questions in Europe for some oh. reason. So I'm like, you, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, woo! Like, it's, it's so funny. It's like, I, I, I think I'm like, you know, like Hulk Hogan in like Japan, you know, <laughs> like like back in the 80s. Everyone's like, who is this monster? So it's great. So like, no, there's no like audience interaction in most like Swiss comedy clubs? I guess they're <laughs> not. They're not yeah, or it's like comedy theater. Like it's always like a theater. Okay. Like all of a sudden it's like the, the audience is dark and I'm like, I have to like slip the guy like some kind of like, you know, like a Swiss franc or something. I'm like, hey, turn on the lights yeah. in the in the audience just a bit. You're like, you know, I, you're so like, I talk to them. the audience a little bit, and they're like, what? They're like, <laughs> what are they going to say back? I'm like, you watch, brother. <laughs> They'll uh, answer my questions, and then I'll have I'll have some stuff to say about what they say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. That's exactly. So it's, it's going to be – and this is, they just find it like – they're like, this is so innovative. So uh, it's fun. So I, one thing I was wondering, obviously, you said it was it's hell, but it wasn't hell. It was great. It was growing. It was being with your kids. Uh, but if there were, if you had to pick a two years, you had like a pretty good two years to be a dad, right? Like it was like like they're not like asshole teens. Like imagine those two years, but like both your kids are like sixteen and whatever. You're like, I, oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, we had to like, but it, it, it was, yeah. But the thing is. is Especially for my five-year-old, who was three at the time, mm-hmm. our whole life was going to the playground. And then we couldn't go to the playground, right? right? So they closed the playground. So, like, I, I was downtown playing underneath a bridge, <laughs> like, with my daughter. Because, like, that was the place we found that, like, nobody was around. And then at a certain point, the homeless people would wake up and be like, oh, I'm like, okay, we got to leave. And then, um, yeah, like, we, we, we were potty training my kid and all the bathrooms were closed. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, she had to take, like, a like a shit behind a tree and stuff like that. So you know, it's like, it's just like, she's like, Oh, I know how to use the bathroom. And I'm like, do you? Um, <laughs> now she just refers to behind trees as the bathroom. Yes. My friend Paul always says like, uh, having a kid is like having a dog. He's like, Oh, it's just like my dog. And then whenever I'm like carrying a bag of shit from like, you know, the park, I'm like, I guess, I guess it is just like having a, like a dog carrying this human shit around. But not that she always did it that lo- that often, but it happened like, Quite a quite a many times. Yeah, I mean, and it's you're, but again, it's better. You're you are training her to go. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> right? like it, it's absolutely. not like you're, you're like like the training's happening. I just don't have the right receptacle to like make yeah, this yeah. To, to make this all work. Not, before we have a tree, you know? <laughs> so, listen, bah- trees were fine for plenty, yeah. plenty of time. McDonald's parking lots are perfect because that's. <laughs> I also that's like that you you walking around outside with your like three or four year old is also like. <laughs> Very similar to walking outside with your like drunk friend at four a.m. Being like, exactly. like, buddy, I gotta take a shit. Yeah, for the four-year-old, because for his daughter, not for Mike. No, no I'm yeah. saying no, his buddy. Like when you're with your buddy and your buddy's like, I gotta take a shit. You're like, there's no bathrooms, man. I don't know what to tell you. Go in this McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> they don't care. Just go. They're gonna send out like a teenager to clean it up. It'll yeah, be fine. just go somewhere where they kind of can't see you, and it's fine. Yeah. Mike, you've you've been a father for a couple of years now. Yeah. What's the one thing? Because we have a bunch of new fathers in our circle that we know. We have obviously uh, Walter and Reese have been a father for a number of years as well. Mm -hmm. But Lawrence just became a dad this summer, and a couple of other our friends are about to become fathers. Morgan's a dad. Cardilly just had his kid. I gave Lawrence a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no, he told me. But beyond beyond giving out the the gifts and the sage advice, what's one thing about fatherhood that really surprised you? That nobody prepares you for. Oh man, I don't know, because like, like I remember there was like some French comedian that had a lot. Like I, I literally like reset my whole life. Like everything was a reset. Mm-hmm. Like after I had my first kid, all of a sudden I was like, I don't remember anything. All I know is I'm trying to keep this little person alive, and now I'm trying <laughs> to keep two people alive. Like all I do is shove food into people's mouths. I'm like, here's a berry. Here's a thing. Um, but there was like a French comedian who had a lot of like, uh, like he had a lot of political beefs and a lot of like, you know, like this like comics that have like, I'm mad at this person. I'm mad at that person. So like I saw him for the first time in like two years because I had a baby and then he wanted to remind me about political beefs and why he wasn't allowed to go certain places. He's like, but you know this person? You remember what that person did? And I'm like, I don't remember. He's like, you were there. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember. And then he's like, but what about this person? And I'm like, I don't remember. And he kept telling all of the problems. So all of the politics and the minutiae of like Montreal, French and English comedy, I forgot. So that's really weird. <laughs> so I have like a little bit of like amnesia. So people that um, want to engage me in extracurricular fights in comedy, I'm always like, oh, I'm out of here. I don't know what to do because I only have time to go do the show and then get back to my kids. Yeah, no time for drama, which I, I feel that must be like pretty refreshing, right? Like in a certain way of you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I just don't care. I'm like, I'm going to go do my thing, not get, not get pulled down into the bullshit then go back to my kids. That's what I'm here for. Well, because like, they wake up at six in the morning and it's not like I can sleep in. Like, it's not like I'm a dad who can, like, 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 literally, like, on the days, like, sometimes I get home at, like, three in the morning, and then my wife's like, uh, you could just hear all of a sudden, dad, dad, don't tell mom, come, <laughs> come, and then you just, all of a sudden, my wife's like, let dad sleep, let him sleep, he's tired, like, and then all of a sudden, you're like, ah, I guess I'm up. So that happens all the time. So I'm 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 literally walking around on like you know five hours. Of I sleep love the night. idea that like <laughs> your wife your wife tells the kids like don't bug daddy, but like your kid is like no, but like daddy does want to come play with me. Like I I he know does. I know like I know mom says that he's like sleeping, but I know what he really wants is to be woken up. Like have a ball, <laughs> like, and I know my dad loves dad, balls. Dad, so. I have a ball. I know I know you have. Not slept in a day, but 
I'm, it's so funny too, the idea of don't tell mom. And I'm like, that's the person I've been telling everything to. And that's the person I always tell everything to. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to keep a secret from yeah, mom. Yeah, exactly. Especially when that so, secret is you waking me up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be this early. Um, they don't, yeah, they don't tell you anything. They're just like, oh, it's going to be great. And it is great. And I love spending time. I, I listen to a lot of music. We dance a lot. Um, but it is early and it's repetitive and, uh, it, it's unending. It just never ends. I think that's always the, 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 the thing, not to say the one thing, there's a million things, but I always feel so like one of the the weird, like knee jerk reactions to like dadhood is being like, Hey, do you want to watch this movie 100 times? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. It's, and it's so weird that like. I, and I don't, I may, I must have, or maybe not, because we didn't have, like, a VCR, and we didn't have, like, we didn't have movies on demand. Like, so yes. I was saying, so it was, like, that wasn't a thing, I think, from our childhood of watching the same movie, like, no, to well, that when you had a volume. VCR, you, yes, when you had a VCR, you could watch the same movie yeah. over and over until it's just done, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but I, but, I actually watched, like, Predator was my movie when I was a kid that yeah. I watched a million times. Yeah, we, had a, we did have a bunch of movies on VHS. Like, I watched the... I liked watching the Star Wars trilogy because, like, it took, like, a week. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. You're like, what are you doing this week? I don't know, watching Star Wars. Because you'd only watch it in, yeah. like, 30 to 40-minute bits. <laughs> yeah, when that finally came out on VHS, you were just like, whoa, yeah. this is going to be great. But, yeah, but you didn't have access to, like, every movie. And I, I really don't remember having a movie that I watched, like... Like, t- t- my, my nieces, it's, like, you put on Frozen... They like hear the opening credits. I was they, they can sit in a, they can sit in another room. Frozen Two, Keith, is one of the greatest stories ever made. Wow. I could watch it again right now. I could sing you all of yeah. it. That's it, but my... show show yourself is like I was like, oh let it go. Like but like show yourself is such a good fucking song, man. <laughs> like anybody that doesn't like give it all the Oscars, all the fucking Grammys. Show yourself is fucking crazy that she gets the new dress. She's like she has a dress. Then she, like, realizes that she is the fifth element, mm-hmm. and then she gets a new dress. It's a new ball gown, Keith. <laughs> it's amazing. What a fucking... Ah, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's but yeah. the zenith of storytelling. You should, I can you watch should that trademark, movie that, trademark that line, Mike. What? The zenith of storytelling? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I, I love Frozen. I think, I, and I can watch Encanto a million times. That's what I'm, we're going as for Halloween. My daughter's going to be Isabella the Flower mm-hmm. Girl, and I'm going to be the grandmother that's like really worried about the family mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm going to be like, I have so much anxiety and vi- generational trauma because Benditos killed my husband. The, the villain, um, ultimately, of the film. Ben, well, the villain ben is trauma. Not ben but manifested, yes, ben. manifested through the grandmother's anxiety. And generational trauma yeah. from displacement of warlords that were like burning her village, and of course, you know. And then she's just like, oh, everyone has to have a normal life, you know. But be magical thing, so. and have magic. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't have magic, I love you're it. a disappointment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wonderful. Yeah. But I've watched that movie a million times too, and it's fucking great. Yeah, Encanto was very good. So it's, I'm very lucky that it's it's good movies. Like if I had to watch like you know Aladdin kind of thing, that would have been like whoa whoa whoa. Wait wait, we're talking love Aladdin. Like the animated Aladdin. We're not talking like the yeah. yeah we're not talking live action Aladdin. But no, animated Aladdin is good. It doesn't hold up. I, I rewatched it over, over the pandemic. I oh, liked really? it. I, oh, I, really? I enjoyed oh, it. Good. I, well, here's the I'm thing. Those those early those those Disney animated movies all have like 
80 to 90 minute run times, which I was like, I was like, that in itself is refreshing. Yes. <laughs> Where I'm just sort of like, no, but these, these ones too, Frozen 2 is like, it's like, it's an hour and a half. Oh, nice. Because I feel like Encanto yeah, was know. nearly two hours. No, I think, I think uh, maybe it is. Uh, I don't think so. It felt long. Because I, <laughs> and I liked it. No, because I think there's like, um, there's a implicit conversation with Disney and parents that you're going to put the kid in front of like a Disney movie and you're just going to be able to like sit down for an hour and a half and then wake up and be like, oh, you know, because you don't want to see the. Uh... Oh, yeah, now an hour 42 is uh, in Canada. Oh, it, it was 12 minutes too long. 12 minutes too long. And what about, I am Moana! I haven't seen Moana. I haven't seen Moana. What? No. Oh man! You've never seen Moana? I know, and it's the one with the rock in it. So, like, I definitely yeah, should have. It's the best one to watch if you're not a parent. The Rock has a song called uh, "You're Welcome," <laughs> and what he's done is um, he's he's done everything. He's made coconuts. He lassoed the sun. He uh, it's great. It's uh, just like just like the just like the real Rock. Yeah, The Rock has done everything. <laughs> like, and, well, he's like, yeah, he's Maui. So, like, yeah, I spend a lot of time in my life just being Maui, and my daughter's Moana. Hmm. So, like, we're just walking along. She's like, let's play Moana. I'm like, hey, Moana, hey, you know, like, oh, do you want to go up on this swing? Let's go, you know, kind of thing. So, I spend a lot of time. So, he's very smug, but turns out he's got some, um, he made some mistakes in his life, oh, you shit. know? Ooh. And, then, really, and then he has to really, say sorry. Really yeah. Yeah. So what, what's the what? I mean, you just said Frozen. Frozen Two are are amazing. What what like are those, what are the best ones? Like what are the ones where you're like, yeah, I, like I'm I'm gonna put this one. They're like Daddy, you pick. What what's the Mike Patterson? Oh, it's never it's never Daddy, I pick. Okay, well yeah, I I imagine on, it is. I would put on, it's your birthday. I would put on Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Is what <laughs> I would put on. So I keep trying to watch that more and more. We just get past that like you know that breakfast you know. Yeah. Like that whole thing, and then I, yeah, I would watch if I could watch that. But I, I've watched Frozen, and uh, I love Frozen a lot. That is great. And I live in the West Island near some woods. We go to the Enchanted Forest every day. So, uh, what, what are the shows you guys are into? Like, have you done like all? I, I, have you done Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, any of those? All I know. I've we got done into Paw Patrol. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. As a babysitter, I've done them all. But Mike, as a father, which one? Of the TV shows, do you do you not like Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol for me too. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Yeah, where he's doctoring these kids with the, with the cop behavior, you know? No, but it's not even cops. It's a private police force, right? So it's not even the actual things that we're spending our tax dollars. Paw Patrol's on. not government it's funded. Po- no, it's like it's this guy Ryder who uh, has all these like 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 Voltron vehicles and shit, and he gets these dogs to do his stuff. I didn't know. I so, didn't know that Ryder was their their backer. I thought he was just hung out i thought he was on- i think it's Ryder's dad okay Ryder's dad has a lot of money he's like some kind of like so it's like jeff jeff bezos has a private exactly. privately funded like construction company privately funded firefighter privately funded police force like so i had to explain to my daughter after watching paw patrol because she was terrified of fire and marshall is a fucking klutz right so marshall like whoa, whoa, whoa. and then so if there's a fire this asshole this dalmatian this piece of shit Thinks he's gonna be able, like she's gonna be like what if our house gets on fire? I'm like no, the government, the taxes Daddy pays is paying for its own real firefighters, not Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if, so, if not Marshall. If, if Daddy starts a kitchen fire, it's not Marshall that shows up. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, honey. Yes. 
The worst is, is that like my wife and I like write children's television. So like we like wrote like, like, you know, shows for TV on like TVO kids mm -hmm. and like my daughter won't watch them. You know what I mean? I'm like, Hey, like we got her to watch something. Like we, we just did the wacky word show, which is actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you know, you watch like a good show, like Molly of Denali. Do you know this show? No. Chris, do you know, is he gone? No, I'm still here. Molly of Denali. Yeah, it's Never like a, it. it's like a like a First Nations girl that lives in Alaska, and like okay. if she wants to go anywhere, she has to get in her mom's plane to go oh, somewhere. Like, like Carrie the, Price, like Carrie Price, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie of the doo 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 doo. doo. It's like oh, that's so funny. Oh, <laughs> Chris exactly and I both, like Chris and I both were like, yeah, like Carrie Price. Got Carrie Price, it's exactly right? like Carrie Price. Do you? But like, yeah, and her mom is uh is the 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 pilot yeah so like if she wants to get something she has to like really think about mm -hmm. it so but she also does all these cool stuff in the uh in the, yeah it's i don't know i like that show a lot uh, i like octonauts octonauts jeez it's so um it's show. it's a bunch of like kids it's a bunch of animals that live in the ocean in this octopod and they're there to serve and protect animals and then they learn about an animal and save them that's cool yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I always so, remember, like, as a, as a, well, as a kid, what was your favorite like educational show? Like I was like not and like Transformers. I said, educational show. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, I don't want to hear like Ghostbusters show. or Transformers or whatever because those were obviously like, those were like guilty. Oh, robots are gonna kill us. Um, so the that, only one I, I don't. The only one I really remember being educational as a kid was Magic School Bus. Like, I didn't watch Magic School like Bus. I, I oh. went straight from from Sesame Street to GI Joe. Nice. Oh, oh, nothing in between, eh? No, just I was like WWF and um, and GI Joe and Transformers. I loved it. So. again talking about like the fact that we only had like CTV and CBC or whatever. Saturday mornings yeah, had the whatever the Saturday morning was it Saturday morning Super Show? I don't even know where well, where it was like, up, but it was like. But it was like I grew up in Cali I grew up in California, so I had like American. Oh, you had everything. <laughs> Did I? More I, like it's so funny. Like, like I remember, like I, I could have seen anything, but I watched Superstars of Wrestling. Yeah. No, but that's it. It's like I remember just going to my my friend's house who didn't have cable. He just had like an outdoor antenna. So got got CBS and NBC and ABC, oh, and I nice. was like, "What a selection!" Like, and it's what just, is it's just basic television, but the yeah, like yeah. the American channels. So he has like yeah. he has like five or six channels. So has better cartoons, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's so I great. was like, "What so what great. a treat to watch CBS in the Saturday mornings or whatever." Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, it was hard. It was a hard, it was a hard slog, but I loved, yeah, when I was a kid, I mostly watched cartoons. I watched, uh, I watched Saturday mornings. I watched the whole thing, but I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse the most. I think that, I, and I was, I was Pee Wee for a long, the longest time. It's so weird to me that Saturday morning cartoons, like, I guess cause the, I guess cause cartoon channels exist now, but like Saturday morning cartoons don't exist anymore. Like in that block, you can get cartoons on demand. On demand. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Because you have well, a, you have Netflix and whatever else like that, where you can just log in and, and do everything. But then also, even if you don't have that, there's still multiple channels that are just twenty four seven cartoons. So like, yes. you can always just put on the cartoon show, right? But Absolutely. yeah, I'm like, ah, there's some, there's something we've lost, Mike. Something we've lost. <laughs> there's two two things, two things that I like that I remember from like a childhood and being a teenager. One of them is Saturday morning cartoons to be like, let's wake up and watch cartoons, and that definitely lost that. Yeah. And the second one is is like getting together at someone's house because you like rented a movie. 
Because like, there's only like finite copies of the movie. So it's not like we could even all rent it and watch it in the same week. I'd be like, no, I'm going to rent Prey. And we'll all get together at my house on Friday and watch Prey. We hear it's good. Well, now it's now it's who has a Disney account? I heard Keith does, <laughs> and he's got a great gazebo upstairs. So let's go watch Prey, starring Mike Patterson and nobody else. Um, no, we. I'm, I'm not saying we can't do it, but we don't do it because we all have it. We can watch it whenever. We don't need to like. We don't need to like. We can still congregate for the social interaction. So one of the big things about Predator Five Prey is that um, everybody was like, uh, oh, this movie should have been on the big screen. It should have been on the big screen. But it wasn't. Yeah. Right? But everybody saw it. It was like the number one movie in the world for like three weeks Mm -hmm. because because basically uh, people sat in their house and they had to watch something. And they watched (laughs) it. And they had to watch it. Would they have gone to the theaters and like, you know, got parking and like, Spent like thirty five dollars on like something. No, they watched a movie in their house, and it's so much better. So I, I personally, I know that like Hollywood or whatever took a lot of like a flack for uh, the when when like when HBO and Disney had like the, well no HBO had same day releases for the for the blockbusters during the pandemic when you on if you had yes. HBO Max in the states. And I remember Disney had it, but you had to pay extra often (gasps) for it. And I was like, I didn't hate that. I thought that that was like a good model of like, okay, it's in the theaters, but you can also watch it at home. And I was like, I don't think you lose that much cash. But I think think some some people were mad because you get more money the other way. Like, I think I'm going to get more money from Prey because it's being seen more. Well, and they're doing it. They're doing it again with Hellraiser, right? Although. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellraiser? They're making another Hellraiser? They made it already. It came out this Friday. With who? Uh, with the girl from Sense8 as Pinhead. What? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's cool. Yeah, no, it, it wow. looks it looks looks pretty good, and I'm, and early reviews are like, it's pretty cool. So, but like, I, like it's like they're, they're doing it as a reboot. It's not Hellraiser Nine or whatever. Like, it's like they're it's another, yeah, it's another. <laughs> they're, they're trying, they're, yeah, yeah. they're trying to bring it back <laughs> to Great. to former, oh my God. to former glory. Hellraiser was so scary. I barely remember it because I was just terrified the whole. Yeah, Hellraiser. It's, it's yeah, Hellraiser's the the character designs are terrifying, and even though and it, and the fact that it like doesn't make a lot of sense. Was was yes. was like extra scary as a kid. You're just sort of like you're like I because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly true. You're like, what is happening? I'm so scared. <laughs> Why isn't this following a narrative through line? I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, like I could get like you can kind of understand. You're like, oh, like like Freddy. <laughs> Freddy shows up in your dreams, screws with you a little yeah. bit, gets you whatever. Yeah. Jason chases you through the woods. You're like, no, Hellraiser just shows up, starts talking to you, hands yeah. you a box. And now, and now you're getting pulled a, I, apart by chains, and you're like, "Oh no!" Like, I did a movie with uh, Robert Englund. Oh yeah, like twelve years ago. It was great. Yeah. So they're moving. Anyway, he told a lot. Of, he told a lot of stories. I'll bet. I'll bet that guy has has a lot <laughs> of stories. <laughs> Just like, I talk about it in my stand up now. Yeah. <laughs> about how like everyone's like, "Who's the biggest star you've ever worked with?" And I'm like, "It's got to be Robert <laughs> Englund." Like, I've done movies with George Clooney, and like, you know what I mean? Like, but like. John Malkovich also. John Malkovich. We had Mike. Mike, do they have? Is is the chili good? <laughs> chili in Canada, but how can you eat chili in Canada, Mike? And I'm like, no, no, it's really good. Just try the catering. Like, you know, that's if you want to know what happens on movie sets. Like, come on, John. I promise. 
Try the chili. I remember we had Ugh. we had Kane Hodder on the show once. The, Who's Kane he's Hodder? He's the guy who played Jason the most, like Jason Voorhees. Ooh. He was like he he's done it like five or six times. So he's like the okay. he's the 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 reigning champ of being Jason. And he was also another guy. I feel those like horror guys are just like sit me down and they're like I'm ready to dish about everything. <laughs> like, yeah. like they're like I'm just I will just tell you every possible story from set ever that happened. <laughs> It's so funny, and you and like you get on these sets, and then sometimes you see the guy, t- the actor, telling the story to mm-hmm. you, and then they they tell the same story to other people, and you're just I'm just listening to this guy tell the story, <laughs> and then I'm gonna just like I'm just gonna like oh my god he's telling his story again he's telling the story about this other actor <laughs> again like just tell me like don't be on set telling the same story like again and again like it's like it's like stand it's like a bit know? yeah he's got it ready he's it's like totally like it's just like something in his pocket and then this guy blah 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 and you're just like ah shit i'm just listening to the story again and then i'll go eat lunch over here <laughs> you're like i've heard this um, one yeah, yeah i want to talk bullshit you know yeah so you're like great, you're like you're I, trying to like skip to the next story <laughs> yeah, yeah give me another story or let me tell a story i got some shitty stories exactly. so. or i'll tell what i remember of your story yes <laughs> and then we'll see how much i miss so- it's so well crafted after telling it so many times, yeah. but um, oh, that's so funny! And like, yeah, 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 it was very like the people that built the predator costumes. Like, we were all under like non disclosure agreements. Yeah, we couldn't say that we were doing prey, and then we go out to like a restaurant in Calgary, and they're like, "Hey, did you guys know that Predator is being filmed in this town?" We're like, "Oh, really?" And like, we just have a conversation with a waiter who's like. Yeah, one of these guys is working on Predator. They were all in here. It's cool, and I'm like, really, Predator? Hmm. And you, while we're filming, you're like, Predator. you're like, I wouldn't know any about that. <laughs> I don't know. Any, I don't know anything. Are there any? Are there any non-disclosure agreement cops around? Like you know, like <laughs> there's some. I just finished reading uh, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, which is like the oral history of Mad Max Fury Road, at, and one of the things that they were talking about was all of the War Boys. Right. Like, so they had the dark, like they're like, even when you washed off makeup, because kind of like Alice Cooper style, they had the black around the eyes. Like you couldn't really get rid of it and you didn't wash it off great because you're just putting it on the next day. So he's like, so like when we went out into town, we were just dudes with shaved heads with still like dark eye stuff. I love it. (laughs) There was no like, what are you guys? And you're just like trying to like, we're not skinheads. I promise you. Oh my God. You just seem like totally like extreme. Oh, that's so fucking It just seems like you're an insane gang of dudes with shaved heads and these like sunken black eyes all around. They're like, I was covered in blood for like two months. (laughs) Like, so like just nonstop blood. And like, I had like, sometimes I make like a scar on my arm that was like paint. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or like a scar on my hand and like, I'd have like a religious tat. I had, a, I had a lot of religious tattoos because big beard, uh, and my backstory was like, I'm the son of a bishop, mm-hmm. but like, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm allowed to kill whoever I want. In the was that a backstory given to you or did you like develop it? Oh, I made up my own backstory. <laughs> okay. I also wanted to, um, wear the predator, like a jacket. Cause I was, um, I was a trapper. Mm-hmm. So like, I like really like. Like really thin, like I my, I kept my my fingernails really small because uh-huh. I was always like scratching at fur, and I was wearing that big bear. And my the the thing that I wanted was like uh, I wanted to wear the the predator like a coat. Yeah. So I wanted to kill the predator, skin it, and then wear it, and then throw that bear out. That was that was and, that was your motivation. <laughs> yeah, and they found out halfway through. 
So we're filming one day, and then I just go like, Shesh, momento, and I'm just shooting guns. And then uh, all of a sudden, you just hear a... Uh, uh, when we're cut, like the first day, he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, Mike, what what did you just say?" I said, "Shush, one moment." So, and they're like, uh, "What does that mean?" Uh, oh, I I want um, to wear the predator like a like a coat. So I want I'm saying, get my jacket, get my coat for me. And then the guys go into his walkie talkie. Uh, he says he wants to wear the predator <laughs> like a jacket. And then uh, you just hear the whole woods laughing because they're all on the headsets too. And everybody's just laughing. And then the guy goes, he's trying not to laugh because he's the first AD. He's a super serious, the scariest person on set. You are terrified of the first AD. And he's just like, all right, carry on, Mike. And then uh, then they they loved it. I talked to the writer when I went to Hollywood. And then uh, he was just like, oh, yeah, you want to wear the, you want to wear it like a jacket. I was like, he's like, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, I decided to have, um, for the first time in a while, I decided to have a backstory that didn't take from my own trauma. And I just made up my own trauma. Like, you know, like I always like portray somebody that has like, oh, this is something from my own life that I could put through this character. And I'm like, no, nah, this character is just something new who really wants to wear like a jacket. Exactly. So. Son of a bishop who grew up as a predator <laughs> yeah. and want, yeah, sees he, the predator and immediately wants to make clothing out of him. And the bishop is still in France and just dropped me off in the new world. Just like, get this fucker away yeah, this, from me. This kid's like, the worst. Go go kill go kill everybody in North America. Yeah, kill people or, or die trying, or kill, kill animals or die yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah, I don't go, care. Like or, or well, like, I was just killing everything. Yeah. So like, come back at Christmas thing. with like give give me a bear jacket. But like, yeah. like that's like the dad is yeah. like, listen, if I see you at Christmas, I expect a bear. Close, I had a, I had a, so much I had so much backstory. I I called my gun horse killer, nice. um, because one of my favorite jokes. Because as a trapper, you have to walk a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people have horses. But I would just shoot somebody's horse and eat it. <laughs> and then, uh-oh, looks like you're walking. <laughs> you know, like, that was a funny thing. That was a funny joke. That was a fun prank Big Beard played on the other trappers. Was Yes, exactly. Yeah, they, they just wanted him. They wanted, Like, I also had the tenuous hold on my trappers, <laughs> which was great. Because there was mostly stunt actors. Like, there was other stu- like there was other actors who were great friends. But they were, like... Mostly, like, there were just stunts to do, like, stunts. Yeah, like, so you're I'm like, why, why would I have an actor and a stunt double? I'll just put the stunt guy as the trapper. Like, that's... Yes, yeah. well, there was four of us that were, like, super good actor trappers. Yeah. But, like, we also got to do... But there was also, like, I'm a guy with a net. Oh, now I'm a bunch of chunks. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that, 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 there, there doesn't need to be two guys in that role. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, yeah, yeah, it was just... Yeah, so it was mostly they were just, like... Who the fuck is this loud asshole kind of thing? And I was that I was that guy. And you're so like, yeah, he's your leader. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm your leader. <laughs> and I would speak and they didn't speak French, so I'd only speak in French with them. They're like, oh, I don't speak French. I'm like, oh That's great. I'm like, you're taking me out of my character. So All right, Mike. Uh we want to get to the five questions. Uh all right. All right. We're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this up and then we're gonna get in the plugs for you going to hell next week. Sweet. Uh so these are the same three questions to every guest. And then the fourth question is from our previous guest. And then the ah. fifth question is, what question would you like to ask our next guest? Great. So have that, in, have that in your mind. We don't know. That's it's part of the surprise. Ah. You're just asking a question oh. into the ether. You're like, you're asking a question of a stranger that you... I know exactly. There you go. Okay. Uh, question number one. 
what is your hottest take like of the moment what is my hottest take oh i my hottest take right now is i think that modular furniture like ikea i think is um is a conspiracy theory oh, this is a conspiracy oh, theory i'm so i think it's uh aliens extraterrestrials training us mm -hmm. to work in extraterrestrial factories or something because like why are we putting together a couch with like some kind of weird Allen key and this sort of weird thing. Uh, like why, why are we putting together our furniture? Mm -hmm. Right. I think they're training us to eventually work in fact, or maybe it's going to be like the matrix where we all work in like some kind of like weird Ikea factory or something. So it's like, so, I feel like I'm being trained. And, they, and it starts young. It starts young with Lego. Oh shit. Right? Yes. Like, like you're like, like let, let's get the kids into Lego. Lego is, but Lego is actually something that you're building. You start with a block and you end up, oh, but actually you don't know what you're building until you build it. You're like, what? Is that it? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like the, the hood of a car. Yeah, you just see like you're a right. thing and you're like, you're, you're just following. The, like when you go through a Lego instructions, you're just following it blindly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, this turned out to be the canopy. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. And you're watching, you're following Ikea stuff. And you're like, oh, this is a day bed. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. I <clears throat> so I think they're training us. They're tra training us to follow instructions through those, like, slot A to slot B, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a thing now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think we're all going to be put into a factory where we're going to build aliens' furniture. I, <laughs> I, see. I think that's it. Um, <laughs> according to you, Mike Patterson, who is the star of Sesame Street? According to you. Ernie. Ernie? So we're getting so we, we asked this of everybody and and I would say our top three at this point are Kermit Big Bird and Ernie are usually the oh yeah Big Bird is fucking yeah what about we said who's yeah. your star like I, I didn't say who's the star yeah I, like I feel if you say who's the star oh. I, I feel the star probably <clears throat> Big Bird but like your star like the guy you tune yeah. in to watch well Big Bird is kind of the guy showing up and seeing stuff you know Ernie is making stuff happen yeah big, uh, I find you know, like so big here's the thing. I think Big Bird and Elmo are like point of view characters for kids. Yeah, like, like they're like they're like they're arriving and they're being like, "What's going on here? Explain everything to me." Whereas then other characters Wait, like Elmo doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. That's you know? it. Whereas like Bert and Ernie are like they're making stuff happen. They're living life. Oscar the Grouch is living oh, yeah. life. Like like they're like those other characters are like doing stuff. Yeah, and have like have have motivation. Whereas Big Bird and Elmo, both of them are just kind of like, "What's happening over here? I know nothing." Right. I like Ernie the best. That's a good one. I, I agree. Uh, and is he like, would you watch a standalone Ernie show or is it, does he, does oh, he need Bert? Uh, there is um, journey to Ernie, which is like, um, we play like, um, yeah, is I watched it, it, journey, it, it, to it, Ernie. Like journey to Ernie where Ernie sings journey songs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. That'd be great. <laughs> Oh, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Don't play that one. Um, no, Journey to Ernie is a standalone thing. Right. We're like, uh, where is Ernie right now? And then he's like in like another part of the world. So it's like a catch that bird, but with Ernie. Was it, I guess. Because that was the Big Bird one, right? Where Big Bird decides to just like, was it catch that bird? There's that movie where Big I Bird just like take, takes off and it's the, the Big Bird movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw yeah. that. And he just like he just like but, grabs a suitcase and leaves Sesame Street to see the world or whatever. Oh, wow, that's, he's like I've had it with this neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. I want to see the world. Uh, 
okay, question number three. Uh, what piece of media has been formative in your life? So this is like a like a book, a movie, a m- music video, a song, like something where you're like, oh, this has changed my life. Hmm. I'd probably say um, Kurt Vonnegut's Sirens of Titan. Wow. That was something. Which one, Sirens it of Titan? Like, like that doesn't immediately. It's the one where, like, um, he's like, uh, it's kind of like basically Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a ripoff of this okay. book. Um, it's somebody telling somebody who's lost his memory stuff, whose memory's been wiped, mm-hmm. has been stuff, and also, um, it's one of the greatest books I've ever read. And there's basically Nazis on the moon um, who've Just been like trained in reality. to. Yeah, they've been trained to come back in and start like World War Three, mm-hmm. um, which is just it's hilarious. So like it's basically yeah, the richest man in the world. Um, his yeah, it's it's like a sci-fi novel, and, and I I've read it like a million times. I actually haven't read it in like five years. When, so and like, it, and yeah. how old were you when you read it? About eleven and like twelve okay. or something. So what was what was going on? So you're just like I'm just picking up this book. Were you already, did you already know Vonnegut? Did you know it was going to be insane? Yeah, I already knew Vonnegut. Yeah, I, I read a lot of Vonnegut. Okay. Like when, as a maybe yeah maybe I was fourteen I don't know okay. like but I was like a teenager reading Vonnegut all the time and that, and and, it was, and when it, when you read it were you like oh shit like like I'm saying like, like I, had, was had, like, had, I gotta it, read this yeah, again exactly what I'm saying like, I have like, to read this again and I was just kind of like uh, and then I started thinking about how would I make this into a movie mm-hmm. this is such a good movie and then I was like on paper and pen trying to write the film version of Sirens of Time oh, cool. And, and sorry, and at fourteen, you were you in Canada? Were you in California? Like I was, I'm trying to like I'm trying to put the mise en scène. Of I was being... in California. Okay. I was in California. That's how for some reason that's how we got into Vonnegut. <laughs> like there was, or maybe my dad was reading Vonnegut yeah. and they were just laying around because we weren't allowed to read the Stephen Kings because they were too scary. Okay. You have to wait till you're fifteen to read Stephen <laughs> King. <laughs> so that's another person who I've read like way too much of his stuff. <clears throat> So that's probably like the media. It's it's sci-fi and horror novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing that really made me go oh, like, that's cool. what's happening. Yeah, I was never like I was raised. Uh, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. So like oh, like like shit. Stephen King, I was like not allowed in the house. Like it was just really? like, yeah, it was like nope. <laughs> like it was like I only, have you read it since? I've read a bit. Yeah, I've read a bit of it since. What have you read? Uh, I've read it. Like all okay. super thousand pages. That's one of the ones that I haven't. It, it seemed too scary. That's one. It's of the insane. Ones that I it's also read. insane. Like it, it's like yeah. it, it. Everyone like people who say, "Oh, there's those insane parts of the movie." The book is even more insane. Like there's a lot of sure. stuff where they get into like Pennywise as this cosmic evil with like these other like non-traditional. Uh, what do you call it? Like, wow, what's the word I'm looking for? Like. He doesn't have motives in like a traditional sense. Like it's like they get into him as a cosmic ancient evil, and like oh, like wow. they, they okay, like cool. get into that, and you're like, whoa, what am I? Okay. What am I even reading about at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they 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 talk about like the cosmic. There's also like a cosmic turtle and stuff that like that they get into. That's like the antithesis of Pennywise. <laughs> like oh, really? Yeah, hey, turtle. yeah. There's like an ancient oh, cosmic cool. turtle. It's called like two Tatuawin or something. Like it's. Yeah, it goes. Well, it goes. It goes first, places. <laughs> like, well, First Nations people believe that we live on Turtle Island. Like, we live on the back of a turtle. I think, and I think, I, I think uh, Stephen King might have stolen that. Stolen from because that's like basically like you go like to like a First Nations and you're like, oh, you're from Montana, so uh, 
Actually, I'm not from Montana. I'm from Turtle Island. And you're like, oh, okay. What, what's Turtle yeah, Island? The, it's like, the, we're the all turtle, turtle is Island. called uh, Maturin. And okay. Maturin was kind, wise, loving, gentle, and compassionate, benevolent, and had a grandfather-like demeanor when he spoke to humans and existed before the creation of the mainstream universe in the Stephen King. Okay. Yeah. So, like, would you, so imagine you're reading it. And like, and yeah. this stuff starts coming in. You're like, what is oh, happening? Cool. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. He was like, when he was on cocaine, he was the best. Yeah. And that's it. I think Maturin also ends up in, yeah, and he also pops up. I think it's a Dark Tower also. Like, Oh, cool. I didn't, I only got to the third one of the Dark dark Tower and I'm like, I can't read this. Yeah, anymore. I think I made, I think I did like the first, maybe, maybe up to you, like the first couple of them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, Steve, so but Stephen hard. King was like I said, absolutely not, not around. The other one... Yeah, like anything with vampires, whatever, wasn't allowed to read and stuff. So I ended up with oh, I ended up reading a lot of like a lot of sci-fi and a lot of fantasy because somehow fantasy was fine. Like I read all the Lord of the Rings stuff. I read uh, I read yeah. all of Pern. If you remember Pern, the what's Pern? Was, like there, it's it's like fantasy, but like by by way of sci-fi. I've heard of porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, take, take, are you just? Is that how Jehovah Witnesses <laughs> pronounce porn? You know, porn. <laughs> you only get porn. I went, I like went to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to actually see any penetration yeah, exactly. or nudity, it's but like situations that are like way out of control. Exactly. It's just, um, it's just text. No, I don't. Text. Know, I don't know. <laughs> Yes, it's just, yeah, exactly. And and still, and there's also no sex in the text. It's just like right, it's just exactly. like it's 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 black and white text of people flirting. Yes, <laughs> that's pern. that's pern. I love pern. Yeah, I'm a, he's addicted to pern. Uh, <laughs> cool. No, uh, yeah, I li- yeah, I listen. Uh, yeah, I still read fantasy to this day. So, <clears throat> what are you I, what are you reading? What was the most recent? Thing you've read. I just read uh, Brandon Sanderson's Skyward. Okay. It was about uh, people that live on this planet called Detritus in uh, caverns, and and basically um, they have a factory that can build uh, starships. Okay. And they can learn how to fly these starships, but they kind of like live underground and eat rats, and um, you know what I mean. But like, if you go to school and learn how to be a pilot, you could actually go up. But they all mostly die. Huh. Like, so it's like really hard. It's a really hard life. And then uh, one girl is like super. Uh, she's super proud, super rageful, and um, she, uh, yeah, she be she's becoming a pilot. And uh, yeah, and she lives in this apocalyptic world where basically there's alien krell trying to kill all humans. All the time. Doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, I'm just reading comics yeah, now. Oh. Like I, 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 I. Oh, cool. <laughs> just like uh, I'm, I'm. My roommate read. I've read them piecemeal over like when I was a kid. Not by a kid. Like I mean, like in college. I've never read Sandman start to finish, so I'm doing that. Okay. So I'm reading. Oh, I'm fun. reading all of. I'm halfway through reading Sandman. When I first started making money, I went and bought all the comics that I couldn't read when in the nineties. Yeah. I read all the I read all I read all the Fantastic Fours that I really wanted to because I could only get like one or two and I'm like what's happening I can't afford yeah. this and then I'm like oh I got a I got a show on CBC I could now <laughs> read all the comics yeah I love like there's so. uh, yeah I've done sim- over the over the last couple of years especially now that everything is available like digital I've done like all these weird runs like I watched uh, like I don't know if you saw Doom Patrol the show at all. Yeah, yeah. I only only the first uh, season. Yeah, so it's like I I remember Doom Patrol in the '90s being like insane as a comic, but never having right. really read it. And the show reminded me, I was like, oh, that was an insane. So I read the yeah. like 
the 100 plus issues or whatever that Grant Morrison did. Like I read the 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 Doom Patrol that the comics is based on is the like well, they're not always that insane. But I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. but it's nothing like the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very different. Like it's even it was even mostly a different Guardians, right? Like those yeah, Guardians so only, those to... like the Guardians that we know in the show are only became the Guardians in like the nineties or whatever. Yeah, like so. Yeah, yeah. Like the Guardians I know were like they were trying to find Captain America's shield. <laughs> that you know, in, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, we comics we go for hours. Hey, let's just, let's yes. just, just wrap it up. Uh, so last week we had uh, trying to win tour on the show. Oh, cool! Um, and she wanted to know. She's becoming a giant mega star. She we we talked right about now. you a little bit because she, oh yeah, she's, she's following in the path of French comedy is easy. Ah yes, it's so easy. <laughs> so. Yeah, but she's doing a lot better than I am. And she she's yeah. like I would never say that. I'm like I didn't say you did. I said Mike said that. <laughs> <laughs> I said Mike said French comedy is easy and now you're doing some French comedy and achieving tremendous success so yeah. maybe it is yeah 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 no if you want yeah if you want to be a part of it they'll accept you and they're happy to have yeah. you you know I think I mean and also like we, we talked a little bit about that too that the fact that she ended up being on Big Brother and going to like the final four right which mm. means that it was like she was like I was on French television like three times a week. There's so much Big Brother. So he's like yeah. until the final two weeks. So she was like, and it was three months. So she yeah. was like just being on French television three times a week for like three months long. She's like, it, it was insane. And then you come out and you're like, oh, I, I, my Twitter followers, I have ten times more than I did like g- yes. going in, and all of a Absolutely. sudden like gossip magazines are like t- like trying to follow me and she's like what the hell is happening yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but also she was like on the cover of vero yeah exactly like that's that, it which is like whoa you're like in the grocery store. yeah like she, she's like i went so she's cool. like i went in doing pretty well and i came out like what <laughs> yeah and she's like and you're total awesome. and she's like was it such a weird experience because she's like you are completely isolated for those three months like she's like there's yes. no outside contact so she's wow. like it just was like not to say overnight because she was doing like she was doing well before Yes, <laughs> but then then comes out and it's just sort of like what happened? <laughs> like, you're like, oh yeah. right, I was on a TV show three nights a week being broadcast. She was saying that they it does like between like depending on the episode between like five and eight hundred thousand views or whatever. But that was because it was um, yeah, exactly. That's it. But that's still they hadn't done it with celebrities. For yeah, me. but I'm like, but that if, you, if you're doing one. like eight hundred thousand views, that's that's like ten percent of Quebec. Like one in ten people yes. in Quebec is watching you three yeah, times a week. Nuts. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like I know, but they're all in like wheelchairs because <laughs> they're like I can't go outside. But also, nobody could go outside because it was a pandemic. And it was exactly, and it was pandemic, so it was like I was like weirdly like you were in maximum screen time, like yes. middle of the winter, Amazing. like during the pandemic, three times a week, people are watching you perfect. compete in these crazy. And pages. also, you were like you were probably not going to get COVID because you were like yeah. Once she's like, like once you were in, we were in. You know, like you're like yeah. you're like everybody gets tested. <laughs> And we're just isolated, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so she wanted to know which... Hang on, I just had it up, and I lost it. Okay. If you could play any part in any film, what would it be? And and the the, the caveat is is that it, this does nothing for your career. So you can't just, like, assume you get Oscars or whatever. You're just like, no, I'm just... I'm becoming this role because I want I want it to be me who plays this role. It does nothing for you career-wise. And then, 
Well, the role I I really always think of that I wanted to be and play, like uh, Joe Pantoliano in um, The Matrix or Paul Reiser in Aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's like, I'm part of your team. Yep, you can count on me. I'm part of your team. Hey, guys, we're all on the same team. And then when the shit goes down, he's just like, you know what? Nope. Fuck all y'all. I'm going to make sure that i'm okay and then run away and then the guy gets you so if, if, if you had to pick one would it be i, I feel i see riser well, riser and riser aliens. and aliens i think is the dude that is just a fucking best and also it's one of the it's it's a the role that keeps on giving because because of paul riser and aliens being paul riser and aliens when you watch stranger things you continually think he's going to betray them oh shit is he in the new he's in the life he's in season new... three and season four as a scientist. Oh yes, he is. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And he and he, okay, and he and plays you, a scientist who kind of works with the government. And you're just sort of like, oh man, he's gonna fuck him. Oh, he's gonna do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna he's be really just gonna like aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For no reason. Like, there's no reason for you to think that, so but like, perfect. you do think and, it constantly. When you saw Samwise Gamgee in Stranger yeah. Things, you knew he wasn't gonna fuck over those kids. Yeah, of course. You're like, oh yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, the best guy. There's no there's no dark backstory kiss, to him. You won't even kiss another woman on on screen <laughs> because he's married and he can't do that to his wife. Yeah, exactly. He's just. Did you know yeah. that? That's he wouldn't kiss another woman. I'm like, oh my god, I would love to kiss another woman. Yeah, because he's wife, he's only on he's a Samwise Gamgee and B Rudy, and apparently that's who he actually yes. is in life. It's, yes, he's he's it's a really nice. He's guy. those guys. Sean Astin yeah. is like, I'm a good guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's crazy. Do you want to kiss Winona Ryder? No. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. No, I will no. not. I know. I want to kiss my wife. Like, I kiss her every single night. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Good night, honey. Um, <laughs> on her forehead. Yes. <laughs> it's like, what? I've never kissed a woman on the lips. <laughs> on the forehead. Uh, um, I would say that would be the character I wanted to play. And literally doing Prey, I wanted to be in a Predator movie more than anything yeah, awesome. in the world. And that's the reason I got into acting originally. And then I got to do it. So it's kind of crazy. I also want for you, something I want for you. Is there to be like an AVP um, future movie, and you play Big Beard's descendant? Oh, with like dude, a future beard. Your beard is now like spikes. Uh, yeah. Or I want to. If, if there's a um, if there's a prey two, I want to play bigger beard. Oh shit! So it's his brother, but his beard is even bigger. But we'd have to CGI my beard because I don't think I can get bigger than get this. a bigger beard. Um, but yeah, I would love to see future beard like that. That that would be great. <laughs> Or big mustache, uh, big goatee, <laughs> stylish goatee. Like, uh, all right, Mike. So, what question do you want to ask to our future guest without knowing who they are? Uh, did Trana know it was nope. me? Okay. Uh, can I just give straight up trivia? No, it should be it should be it should all be right, like fine. an opinion thing. It doesn't like did you know or like yeah. In, in the Star Trek <laughs> original series episode, That Which Survives, yeah. what is it, That Which Survives? Friendship. It's beauty. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's a woman. Yeah. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, space or... Deep sea. Oh, space or deep sea? 
This is not un- dislike your last. Like now that you said it, um, the last time you were on here, you said you, yes. your question was aliens, robots, or fire. And what did the guy pick? I don't remember the answer. <laughs> I don't remember who we had on next, but I just remember like, and I, and I did, and I would not have remembered that it was alien robots or fire. But until you until you asked space or deep sea, it like jogged my memory. So I was like, this is a lot like the last question you had. Oh fuck, that's so funny because that's literally like I love asking questions like that. I used to have a game show where I used to ask this or that mm-hmm. a lot, and then we would whittle down like five people. And like say there would be like three women and two men and the two men would lose then the three women would be going and then it would be down to two women then one woman and then you'd realize that they were all subjective questions and the winner won a date with me and then it was kevin gazier's wife at the time that won and then kevin was like that's my wife i'm like what (laughs) so i was very mad uh so she didn't go on the date but she won but didn't didn't take Uh, the date they broke up no, she didn't take the date. Nah. But it was all questions like that. But I would like to know... Space or deep space sea? Space or deep sea? Uh, I would go space. Really? Yeah. I th- now, have you read have you heard William Shatner being um, sad about space when he went to space? Yeah, but he like, went to baby space, first of all. Like, right. Like, well, that's what, it, yeah. that's what it would be. Well, no, you don't know. You, like, why couldn't I go to the moon? On on the new moon thing, yeah. NASA's only letting one person go on the moon. Yeah, but I'm... not. It's like right now, space or deep sea. You go with Jeff Bezos, or you can go on like the moon lander. Like, I'm just saying because I like when I, when you said space, I was thinking I would at least get to go to the moon. Okay, like so, and I was like, and that that would be if like I feel that like standing on the moon looking at Earth must be the wildest thing. Even if, or even if you, oh, yeah. even if you don't get to get out of the ship, but like getting, getting into like, say, getting close enough to the moon that you can see the planet, or or Shatner looked at the other side of the spaceship, and then he was like looking out. It was death. It was grief, and there was nothing. It just nothing. It filled me with such sadness because on Earth is the only thing yeah. that we should be caring about, and and that yeah exactly. But I think that that re- still gets reinforced when you're like, because I once saw uh, what's his name Hatfield. I, I did. I saw him do like a yes, Chris. Yeah, Hatfield. I, I saw him do a live talk at Place des Arts a couple years ago. Oh, cool. And, and he said he had like that same experience as Shatner, but like took it in a positive, where he was like, "You are never feeling." more like we are all one than looking at earth and being like oh right. like in comparison to like that like you look out and you see the vast expanse of everything and then you yeah. see earth and you're like oh wait war shouldn't be a thing <laughs> you, know, no. you know what i mean like he's he's no. like he's like that becomes so crystal clear when right. you realize that we're that and then there's everything yeah. around us and he's like oh every little thing that you care about is right. nothing like he's like big picture. Right. We have one planet. We shouldn't be f- mining fossil fuels. We shouldn't be like like he's like all of that just right. comes together like in a second. Yes. Like so, I was like, and I feel that in the deep sea you wouldn't get that. Like I don't, th- I don't think well, you might be an octopus. Yeah, I, I, I think deep sea is very cool. Like I like watching those yeah. those like how there's two different ecosystems underwater. 
like I th- mm-hmm. the like in super deep sea like there's infrared and ultraviolet and it's like yeah and like how the infrared like animals could be starving even though they're right next to an ultraviolet fish because they just can't observe it so there's like these two yeah. different ecosystems on top of yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. Which is super weird. You're like, you could have them starving even though they're right next to food. They right. just have no idea right. that it's there because they're on a different light yeah. spectrum. Yeah, deep sea is very cool, but I would like, if I could go at one place, it would be, it would, I would want to be in space. Like I've, right. I've, like I said, I'm not planning on having kids. Uh, if uh, Sarah dies before me, won't have sex with and you. I have like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> if Sarah dies before me, and I'm in charge of like all of all of our money, there's like a very real possibility that like when I'm it, when I'm 80 or something, I sell everything and just for one space trip, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll just be like, I sold everything we own. I have no, I have no plan for when I get back. I'll be like eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I will be eighty something, and I'll go to space. Like that. That's. Or what if you go to space twice? You get addicted to going to space. I'm like, ah. Yeah, exactly. You go back out, and then you work at Walmart for like. (laughs) Just gonna go to space. Uh, All right. So Mike, Wednesday, Wednesday, October nineteenth, Studio TD. Studio TD, so like the old Astral, mm-hmm. like basically like blurry in St. Catherine. I rented like a 300 seat theater. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. And you're transforming be... it into hell. Into hell. Well, it's gonna be my hell, which is like my version of hell, basically. So it's like, and basically, I just wanted to do like a metal kind of show. Yeah. You know what the, I mean? The, po- like, the artwork of the poster like... is hilarious. Like, oh it, yeah, it, it's it looks. Yeah, it's Danny, it, it's Andy Belanger, yeah. so like he's great. I know him through wrestling, and then uh, I got like a good. Uh, I got a good friendly price. Yeah, it looks. So it it like really looks like a CD that would be like from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like uh, oh, I know. <laughs> it looks like a Man of War cover. Yeah. It's so great, and it's just like me doing stand up for a horde of demons. It's so great. Sponsored by the official beer of hell, Pabst Blue Ribbon. I love Pilsner. <laughs> it's really great. So I got a Pilsner sponsor, which is pretty. Oh great. man, I, and I just and, I just uh, saw on the thing that you also have their like. Have you had the, their so there's Pabst Blue Ribbon, but then they they have you had their soda alkalize like their no their White Claw. It's it's on like yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's all, it's weird. Is it good? <laughs> I should try it. I'm not a big soda. Uh, I I drink sodas, but I just drink my own alcohol. And I'm I'm mostly since I've had kids. Yeah. I don't drink a lot of hard alcohol. Yeah. Like I'll drink like wine or Pilsner. Yeah. And Pilsner has less alcohol in them, so yeah. it's better for you. That's true. It's better for me because I gotta wake up at six in the morning. Obviously, uh, is there so you're is there gonna be is this gonna be taped? Is Some this, is this gonna be? I know. I was thinking like yeah, yeah, I'm taping an album. Yeah, I'm taping an album. I'm gonna. I'm not taping like uh, my body. I'm not taping like it's not gonna be like it's not gonna be video, but like it's gonna be no, just audio. Because most of my like my albums are doing quite well on Sirius and like sales wise. Mm-hmm. So I need a new one, and I'm actually writing a new one man show right now called Mike Patterson versus Predator. Nice. Which is all about why, as a child, <laughs> I was addicted to violent imagery and wrestling. <laughs> so it's mostly about Schwarzenegger movies and wrestling. That makes sense. So I was, yeah, exactly. I was crazy. saying because you just immediately when I saw that art, I was like, "This has to be an album, right?" Like this has. Yes, to- it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's this is this is album art album. cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first album was live at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. My second album was live on the moon. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of moon jokes. And my third one is Live from Hell. And my fourth one is going to be Live from Your Mom's House. You're kind um, of following a Jason Voorhees. Uh, yes! Jace, J- Jason, well, except, no. Jason went to space after he went to hell. 
Jason and New York. Yeah, because Jason Nine was Jason Goes to Hell, and Jason Ten yes. was Jason X in Space. Right, and when was he goes to New York City? I want to say seven or eight. Jason takes Manhattan. No, he's already gone to hell because New York City's hell, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah, seven or eight is is Jason takes Manhattan. I'm not going to tell you what hell is, <laughs> but hell is something in my one man show, and it's something. And I explain what hell well, actually is. Again, as a guy who's not having children and doesn't want to have kids, your 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 wake up daddy. At 3 a.m. sounds like hell. Like, that sounds like a personal... It's not 3 a.m. It's 6.30 a.m. Yeah, 6, 6 6.30 a.m. after going to bed at 3 on three hours of sleep. That That is yes. a... I'm a... I, I sleep in all the time. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a shitty sleeper in general. And, and like, okay. to have even, even a beloved, loved child or whatever, something I care about the most in the world, the concept of that child, like, robbing me of sleep sounds like a nightmare. I don't want to be one of those dads who's like, you have ruined your dad's day. So, like, I'm always like... Oh, I wouldn't want to do that either. So, But I would internalize that. I would be like, I'd smile, and on the inside, I'd be like, this kid ruined my day. But I'd be like, dad loves you. Monica's always like, the way you get up is you punch yourself in the face and say, be a nice person. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, you, you just, like something clicks in you like and i am genuinely happy to see them and i want to get that first smile of the day so like i'm literally like ah monica you fucked up i got the first smile and she's like i'm just gonna sleep in you're an idiot so like you know kind of thing so like yeah so generally different people though like that's like i um i I do i do only want to spend time with my kids that's what i'm saying i i i I admire all my friends who are dads and and it's i it sounds awesome and and it sounds like you're having the best time doing it i just like i look at when i hear about that there's no part of me that's like i want that I'm like, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no part of me sounds like I want that. I'm really happy for all my buddies who are having a great time being dads. It sounds like awesome for them. I just don't. <laughs> it, it resets your brain. But also, like, Monica and I have been, were together so long. And then all of a sudden, when we had kids, we just all of a sudden were like, oh, now we're parents. And it's fun. You know, that's all we do. So Ticketmaster, October CA, yeah, 19th. October 19th. It's a Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. It's going to be great. There will be special guests and Paul Bouillet. Paul <laughs> He's, he's the, like, that's the official opener. And there's other guests. I always, Paul always, yeah. Chris Vendita was like, hey, uh, can I open for you? And I'm like, but that's what Paul does. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's Paul. It's always guy. Paul. He's so funny. And he's very good at like going through the crowd and finding out mm-hmm. stuff. So I usually have found out everything by the time I got on stage. So it's, I really enjoy working. He's like a gossip. <laughs> yeah, he gets on stage, gets all the hot gossip, and then you're ready yes, to come out. Does. And <laughs> I know who's got the porn mustache. I know who's like you know, like in a second marriage. Um, I know who's like you know, like oh, it's so funny. But yeah, I love it. Awesome. Anything else you want to plug before we uh, before I let you go? No, no, no. I'm I literally am just doing that show. Watch pray uh, if you have a watch pray. Yes, watch Pray. That's great. <laughs> November 11th, I'm going to be wrestling uh, Stone Rockwell. Well, my, I have a giant pharaoh now mm-hmm. who, um, oh, yeah, I stole Stone Rockwell's championship match. <laughs> uh, so I lost a match with my Mind Masters against Stone. And then uh, I, have, um, I have a genie lamp that has a wrestler in it named Giant Pharaoh, and he's seven feet tall. And he came up and he just beat the crap out of stone. And then I took his belt and then I brought his belt to Alexandria. I've been bringing his belt everywhere. It's really heavy. It really hurts my arms. 
Uh, but yeah, I got his ow, I got his belt. And uh, the only way he's going to get it back is if he wins a Pharaoh's Tomb match. Oh, shit. And uh, it's basically a casket match, except it's in a sarcophagus of my wrestling. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. I didn't. I was not aware that pharaohs could end up in genie lamps. I didn't. I didn't know that crossover. Dude, I, I, I didn't, didn't know that crossover know that either. Until I sent the Sherpas down to the bottom of the volcano, I didn't realize that too. But I knew that Stone Rockwell threw. Um, Kind of like in the end of Lord of the Rings. He threw this lamp into the bottom. Yeah. And you just and didn't then, know what was uh, in it. You're like, I'll get the lamp. And then a pharaoh. I want that. So I sent, I sent like, you know, 14 Sherpas down and only one made it back alive. With the lamp. And then he, yeah, he had the lamp, but then he died. And you were expecting so it. it you were great. expecting Genie, but out came pharaoh. Yeah, out came giant pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, some, he's awesome. Yeah. He's really great. Yeah, I use him whenever I want. I can use him like a few more times. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> Of how often I'm allowed to use Giant Pharaoh. Yeah, because you don't want it to uh, run out, right? Like, you don't want your enemies to know when it could run out. It, it might be finite. Yeah. <laughs> Just... And you don't want people to know when... I don't want anybody to know. So don't tell anybody about my evil plans of wrestling. <laughs> please. Uh-huh. Please. Especially don't tell Stone Rockwell. <laughs> that guy, he, he's taking a lot of GHB. That's a human growth hormone, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he's taking. If it is, it's not, that's not the human. Because he's huge. He's huge. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure. Good catching up, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um... Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and uh, it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something. A uh, big thank you, as always, to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude, who provided our theme songs. And, of course, a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show. Uh, Walter J. Ling, who is technically retired, but still sometimes hosts. Uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber, and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts, and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts. And have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.